All right. All right. And you know it's going to be all right. What's going on, folks? How are you? Look at that. There's a, there's a little beam of sunshine burning in on your old pal, Eric Zane. I just realized as I just started the podcast that I did not get any water for me, which is, it, it, it might be rough. I'm not going to lie. Can always be an issue. But today in particular, because I've, I'm uh, overdosing on Benadryl, trying to keep this stupid poison ivy in check. Uh, it still looks like shit, but it's a little better. More on that in a second. Let's uh, let's get after the details here. The show comes to you at about the same time each and uh, every morning at 8 a.m. Monday through Friday. 8 a.m. Eastern time from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. The Eric Zane Show podcast begins now. This is Alabama Linda, otherwise known as Candy Crush Linda. And since I only back winners, I listen to the Eric Zane Show podcast. Wait. How many times has he been fired? Anyway, here he is, Eric Zane. What's up, folks? How are you? I do this uh, right here in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Baldwin Ace Hardware, the uh, beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. If you're headed through that neck of the woods, go see Mike Gilmurray and Jennifer Gilmurray who run that amazing business and sponsor this podcast. Uh, yeah, the uh, pandemic has really, really ripped them apart, down 60% last uh, from Memorial Day 2020 to Memorial Day 2021. I guess uh, it, that, that's weird. You would think that now they would have done much better than last Memorial Day because a lot less people were traveling, I guess. I don't know, but not the case. Dude has gone... He went from 23 employees one year ago to seven, seven. Oh, my God. Another uh, hard hit business uh, because of the pandemic. But uh, welcome to them. Welcome to you. Thank you so much for being part of this. And uh, if you want to catch it live each and every weekday morning at about the same time, get it on Facebook, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and and EV. Share it and like it, please. Now, I've been saying for the longest time, yeah, hey, uh, Blue uh, Periscope video on uh, Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT, and that is true. Blue Frost does sponsor, of course, the Twitter feed. But for some stupid reason, what I use here, the software which talks to all these platforms, stop talking to Twitter. I have no idea. I just found out about this the other day. I'm looking into it. I, it might be there now. I'm not even sure. If it, uh, if it is, retweet the damn thing with a snarky comment about how much uh, I suck, okay? That's what you can do. Eric, uh, at Eric Zane Show on Twitter. In fact, let me see right now. No, it, it's live. Holy shit, it worked. All right, so there you go. It's weird. You just, like, uninstall it and then install it again, and it works. Stupid. And then on the almighty YouTube Eric Zane Show on YouTube. Please follow me there. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Bell notification. Thumbs up button. Instagram brought to you by the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Eric Zane Show, all one word, on Instagram. Drop me a line anytime. The uh, Shoreliners striping inbox. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. It is a dear meathead kind of a day. Dad will join me coming up in 50... 
six minutes for another edition of Dear Meathead brought to you by my good pal Jason Mays at JM Synthetics online at jmsynthetics.com. There he is right there. That's his number. Call him up. 616-747-0233. Uh, so, yeah, if you have any questions, I've got a few from the Facebook feed. I uh, posted a, hey, don't forget, Dear Meathead's coming up at uh, 9 a.m. Eastern time on Wednesdays. Leave your questions here or email them in. I do need more. It's always good to have a handful of them so that uh, uh, I'll have plenty of stuff to talk about with Dad. So we'll get to that coming up at uh, at about 9 a.m. Eastern time. Until then, we've got plenty to talk about. This tax story is going to piss a lot of you off. And it should. It damn well should. You know, it's times like these, when I hear stories like this, that, you know, maybe some of these politicians uh, aren't aren't so far off when they talk about uh, uh, throwing out the whole system of the way we tax people so that these rich bastards won't get away when they make billions of dollars uh, for paying no taxes. I mean, here we are paying our fair fair share. Why can't they? I'll get to that. Uh, But I want to start that uh, today is another crazily busy day. But first of all, uh, my God, it, uh, I, I... it was awful. Last night I could not sleep just as what uh, my physician's assistant, Amy, said to me was going to happen did happen. And that was the prednisone, which is being taken right now to knock out in short order as quickly as possible the side effects of uh, this contact dermatitis that I have from poison ivy. Um, the prednisone, she goes, it's going to make you not want to sleep take it as early as you can in the day with food so then you will increase your chances of falling asleep bedtime normal time jumped in the bed and just stared at stuff for what seemed like four hours i swear um you it's always terrible when you have the type of sleep where um you're constantly waking up you don't really get any normal sleep however in fact, I, I thought, okay, it's been, it's got to be like two or three in the morning. And I look at the clock and it is. I'm like, well, I've been laying here since like 10, 15. Have I just been laying here for that long doing nothing? That, that seems impossible. But, and then I like, I remember that I actually dreamt about something in that time. It's like, well, I had to have slept. I haven't just been laying here for that long. I, I but it, when it, it, uh, it's really bad when you don't, know if you've been sleeping or not you ever do that and then you start like oh my god if i've been laying here for five hours this is terrible you start to have a damn anxiety attack that you're oh my god i'm gonna die holy shit it's the worst thing ever it's like a shut up you're gonna be fine even if you have been just laying awake there for five hours it's better than out uh, being out of bed running around at least you're getting some type of rest so uh that was dancing through my head like a stupid idiot but uh yeah i finally did get to sleep but i was freaking out and uh continue to dry out is the terminology because i've been just pouring this benadryl into my face these benadryl tablets somebody suggested i up the dose i did uh but then that led to this unbelievable thirst you would not believe the thirst it started yesterday in the podcast yesterday i felt so bad because i dropped two benadryl and that dried me out crazy fast and then i was like 
cotton mouth. Oh, my God. I think it's a little bit better today. I don't feel the uh, same effects, but I might need something a little bit later on. In fact, let me check with the queen of the forest. Maybe she can help me out here because I just don't want to get up. Hello. Hey, this is Eric, your husband, the nurse's station. I'm podcasting. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm not bad, but uh, I forgot my water. Oh, no. Did, do you, uh, yeah. It, do we still have that big jug laying around because I had that big jug of water? The, the gallon jug? Yeah. I, th- I don't know. It should be downstairs unless you recycled it. I don't think I did. If you see it, could you bring it up here for your lovely husband? Sure. Um, yeah. I'll do that. I will do that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. How are you feeling? Okay. How are you feeling? Uh, still really sore, but I'm hoping after I go to PT today, I'll feel a little better. Maybe it stretches me out and stuff. Is today one, one month or three weeks? One month. One month since you got operated on? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Okay. So I should start feeling better in, like, three more months. Hey, I got to share something for you or with you. I'm going to talk about in just a second. I shot that uh, Facebook live video yesterday of me feeding Bruce. Did you happen to see that? Yeah. And everybody commented on your bulge. Yeah. And I was late to the party that they were all commenting on the size of my package. (laughs) What a bunch of animals. I know. All right. Okay. I will bring you your water. Okay. Thanks. Okay. bye. Bye. So I still got the itchies. It still sucks. The thing about, yeah, so I'm sitting there. I want to shoot a nice little cute video with the, with me and the dog. That's it. And uh, what does everybody park on? Uh, let's see. Where is it? I can't even find the damn thing. This might be it. Yeah, this is it. Everybody is joking and screwing around because my package here is sticking out like this. I'm telling you, it's the fat. It's not that big. Uh, all I wanted to do was like feed the dog. This is cute. And, and guess who notices that animal Andrea. We all had to look at your bulging sack during this video, Eric, because of bull placement. I'm not complaining, just letting you know. Josh writes, I was wondering if I was the only one who noticed. Uh, Andrea says, Josh, he had to have seen it. I didn't see anything. I didn't know about this till hours later. Everybody else. Regis says, the fupa, my lord, the fupa. And that's true. It is fat as hell. Lisa says, I didn't even notice I was looking at the dog. Well, that's because you're not an animal, Lisa. How embarrassing. Also, a camel toe references, moose knuckles. Uh, like he didn't know what he was doing, says Chip. That's, that's stupid. I didn't even think about it. So dumb. All right, fine. I guess it could be worse. They could be, see, look at that guy's little pin. Yesterday, back out on the road, running. 
It is officially 130 days till the Grand Rapids Marathon. Me taking on Mike Ball. The details of this race are coming together. Um, now, I am I am light years behind Mike. He is uh, in incredible shape. I don't think he's ever been faster. I have, uh, in the back of my mind, I've bit off more than I can chew. The only thing I can do is uh, is train like a madman, be patient, in hopes of getting up to the level of his fitness, which I, you know, honestly, what I'm looking at in terms of what I'm capable of right now to what I need to be capable of on October 17th, it's a tall order. There's no question. I have to keep my fingers crossed that he gets injured or something. I'm not, no, I don't, I don't want to say, Mike, I hope you get injured, but if he gets injured and can't train, then I will be able to make up some ground. I think that that is the only way that I can do this. Uh, I start out the uh, training program with maybe 17 miles in a week. Mike's probably putting in 50 or 60 a week right now. So I'm way, way behind, and he's much faster than I am. Much faster. But uh, we are putting in motion for the AT Children's Project for this to be a fundraiser. Details forthcoming. You would pay 25 bucks and place your bet, either Mike Ball or me. The kids went out because of the money raised for our clinical trials and other important research for the AT Children's Project trying to uh, uh, cure that terrible disease that took the lives of Kate and Olivia Velding. Okay, so you put the money down, and then you're going to predict how much your choice is going to win by. So if you pick Mike Ball, which probably is a good idea right now, and you pick Mike Ball and the amount of time that he beats me by, uh, the amount of time he beats me by is going to be the tiebreaker. So a lot of people are going to pick for Mike, you know, to win this damn thing. But only one of you is going to win the grand prize, okay? Uh, I'm gathering prizes right now. I'm sure a number of the sponsors will, will want to jump in on board on this. Uh, uh, Bennett Flooring Installation said they already are, are want to be involved by um, giving a free show. But there's a lot of things that have to happen here. A free show for the winner and, uh, and a number of their friends. A free comedy show with the one and only Ben Glaze. So basically, what... Now, Ben hasn't agreed to this, and I don't know if he will, but Jacob's idea was from Bennett Flooring Installation to pay Ben $300, like an actual paid gig, which would be $300 more than what he's ever made in comedy. And he is the headliner for a, uh, a, a comedy event. I know we could pull this off for a venue. I know we could pull this off with other comics appearing ahead of Ben, but Ben would be the headliner, his first headliner show. Will he do that? I doubt it. Hi, honey. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Carrying it with your good arm there. Thanks a lot. I appreciate that. Do you want to stay here and talk to everybody? No. Okay, see you around. I was just talking about um, the race with Mike Ball. Did you have any idea how good a shape he's in? Did you know that? No, I know he's good. Yeah, he just he came in first in his age group at the Greenville Triathlon. I don't know. He's between 45 and 49. First place. He wasn't that fast before. He was a big pile of shit before. Did he cheat? I don't think he cheated. I mean, his his run in the 5K, he was like uh, 635 a mile. That's really great. 
That's fast as shit. After the bike and the swim. Yeah. Diana just said he came he came over after the Iron Man and just while well, was he did a full day's work. Son of a bitch. Okay, thank you. See ya. Excuse me. I needed a drink. Oh my god. But uh so you're gonna laugh. Especially Mike. But the workouts that I'm doing right now are so basic and so short. Yesterday was a two-mile recovery run after the day before its mile repeats. The good news is I only ate one ice cream yesterday, okay? I had about six mini-sized candy bars, which are still here at this house. So all in all, it was a terrible day for eating. I still am not even close to getting that right. Rome wasn't built in a day. I know that. But, uh, so I'm still fat as shit. The heavy, the second heaviest I've ever been. I'm a pound and a half off of being the heaviest I've ever been in my entire life. 177 pounds. I'm 175.5 right now. At least I was yesterday. Today, half mile repeats at faster than 5k pace. Now my 5k pace right now is absolute garbage. Three half mile repeats. With a quarter mile recovery in between. Active recovery. Oh my God. Mike's probably going to rip off like a 12 mile recovery run, that son of a bitch. Shit. So I'm struggling a little bit. I feel like shit with this damn poison ivy. The medicine in me doesn't help. I didn't sleep. I'm fat. I'm ugly. Everybody's making fun of my tight pants. And I think that's what it was. It's because I'm so fat. Most people's pants don't don't hug their balls like that when they sit down. Unless they're fat, which I am. Today is a busy day because I'm headed out at about 1.30 to take the NFK to his latest doctor's appointment. Now, it's a little weird because of, like, when you take him to the podiatrist, he doesn't do what the doctor says. I talked about that. and uh, I shouldn't say podiatrist. Well, I, I, I guess it is a podiatrist. It's definitely a doctor, foot doctor. That's a podiatrist. When they say, hey, yeah, we got we to gotta work on this, we got to work on that, and then he doesn't, he doesn't follow the doctor's orders. So I'm curious how this is going to go today because he's meeting with a, um, I guess it's a neuropathy doctor, uh, neurologist maybe, I don't know. Uh, it's some particular doctor to try to find out why his extremities do not work like yours and mine. And I've, been, I've been doing a little bit of research, keeping my eye on him um, in the time that he's been here. First of all, the legs don't work like yours and mine. Uh, he can't feel his feet. He can't feel his hands. The hands don't work like yours and mine. And uh, he stomps around when he walks because he kind of just... I don't know. It's just really heavy footed. He doesn't, and he's, it's, it hurts him to move around sometimes. So he's got to get to the doctor. Today is the day for that. So he's already antsy as hell and pissed off that he has to go to the doctor. Um, and, and I'm kind of like just keeping it short and sweet. It's like, yeah, well, that, I know, but we got to go. We, we got to take care of this. This is something that has to happen. I was watching him the other day. And first of all, as you know, his left hand, I'm doing it right now, is constantly like this. 
Some of you have seen this in action, seen that left hand move. Okay. Unfortunately, yesterday, uh, and at this time of the year, he doesn't wear socks or any. Well, the only time he puts on anything on his feet is they're they're like Crocs when he goes outside. Uh, So his his feet always have uh, no socks on them this time of year, which means we have to see the foot that looks like the feet that look like fish. Well, I noticed this. The toes on the left foot are constantly moving. So left hand constantly moving, left toes constantly moving. Something's going on there. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the left side of your body is controlled by the right side of your brain. Isn't that right? Maybe you anatomy and physiology people might know more about this than I do. But if I remember correctly, that is true. Uh, and so now the, and the right side of his brain is what got lobotomized. Uh, 20 years ago or so, they cut off his head, basically, removed a good portion of his skull and cut out a huge portion of this guy's brain about the size of like a softball or a baseball. It was calcified and dead. And uh, that was part of the uh, cause of the epilepsy or something like that. They finally found the trouble spot. So they cut it out. They go, there you go. You don't need this anymore. Your brain will just remap. And it has for the most part. But I think that it's, it's doing, and that, I don't know if this is affecting anything about how he walks. I have no idea. That might be two entirely different issues, but it was the weirdest damn thing because those toes are constantly going and his left hand is constantly going. I'm wondering if his left ball is sitting there bouncing around in the giant sack of his. But holy shit, today, 2 p.m., the NFK. All right. We are, it's 22 after that means a 38. We have 38 minutes until Dear Meathead. Reach out, eric at ericzaneshow.com if you have a question for dad. And looking lean, still looking lean. I might need one or two more when we, uh, when we bring dad in here. So keep that in mind. A uh, number of people enjoying the live stream. Thank you so much. Uh, Jason says, uh, Andrea's husband, of course, says, I was wondering why Andrea asked me to sit on the floor and pretend to feed a dog last night. Mike's taking this so seriously, says Nick. He's going to set a new personal best, and Eric's going to stop at a restaurant mid-event. All right, laugh it up. Aram says, we need a DNF option, I think. Yeah, no one has any faith in me whatsoever. Dirk says, a free show by Ben Glaze. Who's the real winner here? Aram says, what happens to the bet if one of the runners can't finish? I don't know. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Brian says he's put on 50 pounds in the last year. Wow, I got to see that because I saw you about a year ago. Kenny says me too. That's it. We got to end this cycle of stupidity when it comes to fatness. Concerning the NFK getting a portion of his brain cut out, Nick writes, all I can picture is doctors going in with an ice cream scoop. How would you like to have that as a job? Brilliant-minded neurosurgeon just, like, removes part of the skull and and digs out brain. Ugh. And then what do they do with it? Do they, like, burn it? 
By the way, it says uh, no show on Discord, says Mike. I forgot. Let me let me see if I can make that happen. Um, let's see. How do I do it? I don't even know how to do it. Eric Zane Show podcast. I think I'm I think I'm now. Yes, it is now there, Mike. Sorry about that. It should be. Let me know. My cousin John is in the house. What up, what up, buddy? Uh Laura, Stella Fly Laura writes, What race are you two throwing down? October seventeenth. Grand Rapids half marathon, Laura. Good to see you here. Haven't haven't heard from you in a long time. Nathan says, anybody besides Mike Ball won a side bet? 50 on Eric. Nathan has faith in me. Nathan was the guy I did that uh, uh, cameo for yesterday. He's been a big, fat piece of shit for a long time. And he's like, Zane, you got to whip me into shape. Amanda says, I did get exercise program number three in today. I love that. Keep at it. It's going to take some time. Don't quit. I wish Kenny would do the same thing. Kenny, you got to get after it. It's going to help your uh, uh, brain, too, when you, when, you, when you burn some energy. Get out there. Tyler says, I'll give Eric a warm-up race at the Buck Creek 5K next month. He'll beat my ass. My goal is just to run it under 30 minutes. Got to set a goal. Once you get that done, be sure to set a new one. All right. Mike Ball, Kent says, can't drop the E out of you. Says Mike Ball wins the race by two hours, 42 minutes, 18 seconds. That's how that's how you do the DNF. Nick says he'd throw one hundred dollars on me. Joey says maybe we can get Eric versus Mike Ball in a pro wrestling ring about that all right laura says her money is on me well you know what laura it's going to take a long time to to catch up so we'll see it's not impossible oh man possible name for the race the ball and zane not bad all right I got a couple stories concerning taxes. The first one is local. The big one is probably going to piss you off really, really bad. There's a dude in Grand Rapids who uh, prepares people's taxes for them. This is not like a CPA or anything like that. It's just some guy. And, uh, well, he, he was he was grifting somebody. And uh, Susan Samples from Wood TV 8 confronted the guy. What the hell is going on? Because the latest victim of this guy just got ghosted. She gave the dude all of her information uh, to prepare her taxes. And not only was he impossible to get a hold of, uh, he didn't file the taxes for this chick. So when TVA confronted this idiot, you got to hear this. This is the worst liar in America. And the folks from Wood TV8 were like, wait a minute, we've heard this story before. Check this out. When Target 8 heard from a West Michigan woman who said the accountant that she had hired to do her taxes had ghosted her, our investigators thought the scenario sounded familiar. It turns out we've tracked down this tax preparer before. 
Tonight, Target 8 investigator Susan. Now, this guy who they're talking to, he, he looks completely confused and befuddled and not really. He's kind of disheveled. He reminds me of like... Uh, Friggin' Grady from Sanford and Son. The samples has this cautionary tale times two. A reminder to research your accountant up front. Okay, she she said that you have her tax information. I have the document still, right? And have you filed? Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I lost if you my think the tax I, 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 code is confusing, how about my conversation with Melvin McGill, who files returns for a living? So where is everybody's tax information? I, in my, in my car. In my car. Not in my car, but in my, uh, uh. McGill, okay, who owns Gilman. Let's, let's back that up. Where is her tax information? Uh, in my car. Uh, 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 uh. In my car. Not in my car, but in my, uh, uh. McGill. Okay, and the whole time he's doing that, he's actually looking around, trying to, trying to, like, grab the answer out of thin air. He's like, oh, in my car. And then I guess he's like, changes his mind. Oh, no, it's in my office. Then he realizes that he can't say that either because the office is empty. He uh, he actually bugged out of where he would prepare taxes. Who owns Gilmax Accounting Payroll Taxes in GR acknowledged he'd cleared out his 28th Street office. His landlord needed the space back and McGill's phone was turned off. Is it in your car or no. is it downtown or what? I'm confused. I made a bad choice. <laughs> Tina Mears was confused, too, after checking IRS.gov. He hasn't filed my taxes, and he has all my stuff. That's when Mears discovered Target 8's prior and remarkably similar story from 2017. Stevenson said she struggled to track the owner down. His office had moved, and he wasn't returning calls. In that case, McGill's client discovered the IRS had deposited her $4,000 refund in someone else's bank account. What? My family has just been in pause, waiting for this money. Back then, Target 8 found McGill working out of yet another office on Kalamazoo. Uh. But in 2017, McGill personally delivered the full refund the day Target 8 tracked him down. Thank you very much, sir. Oh, thank you. There were complaints. In Tina Mears said when she used McGill previously, her $100 or so dollar refund was also deposited into someone else's account, okay. but McGill paid her back. So when she needed to file again... I was desperate to get him done. Okay, she's an idiot, too. You just heard that. Uh, in previous years... He said, oh, yeah, you got a $100 refund. And uh, and then it, it ends up going into someone else's account. And despite that happening, she uh, she hires him again. So that's, that's pretty dumb. Uh, and McGill was cheap, had previously charged Mears 200 bucks cash to file three years' worth of taxes. But she's since discovered problems with those filings, too. This time, McGill acknowledged he hasn't filed Mears' most recent taxes, but that's all he admitted. Do you have any criminal record? Hell no. Hell what no. What about your conviction for larceny in 2010? What was that for? What? what? Okay. Larceny. Okay, samples is great because she already knows the guy got busted for a felony uh, or, or or whatever, whatever it was that he got. And then he says, have you ever been convicted? Hell no. And she's got the info right in front of her. She says, well, this says otherwise. That's all he admitted. Uh, Do you have any criminal record? Hell no. What about your conviction for larceny in 2010? What was that for? What? what? Larceny 20. I don't know what you're talking about. This guy is the worst liar on the planet.
Hill claims he doesn't remember pleading guilty to failing to return $2,000 owed to another client of his accounting office. He called a more recent transgression a mistake. He pleaded guilty in 2019 to presenting fraudulent insurance documents to buy a car. As for several small claims judgments against him involving clients' money, he says those were all loans that he's paid back. So are you just saying that you've never done anything wrong? That you're Never, ever. Never, ever. Be careful who you choose to do your taxes. As my husband would say, I should learn my lesson the first time. McGill met up with us after we left a message at his uh, house where he used to live. He actually got back to us right away and met us in a parking lot. We have confirmed tonight that he has returned Tina Mears' tax documents uh -huh. to her. She's hoping someone will step up to help her now, by the way. Michigan does not hey. require licenses for independent tax preparers, but you can go to the Better Business Bureau website and online court records to research them, which is what we did. You'll find links to check inside my story at woodtv.com. Back to you guys. Uh, I, I immediately called the tax hobbit, Troy Ginzer. I said, all right, this lady needs somebody to do her taxes. Get on it. And I haven't heard back yet from him. The fact that she used him again. What an idiot. How dumb. And she goes, what can I say? I made a mistake. Holy crap. How though? I mean, geez. Tyler says she's a moron. Kate says, and she used him again, girl. Wow. What an asshole. Okay, that's a nominee for asshole of the day, whatever this guy's name is. But I don't think that that's going to hold water. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of other different assholes of the day nominees uh, here on the show today. Let's see. This next story is also a tax story. Uh, comes to us as... Um, the, some of the richest people in the world are simply not paying tax. Listen to the names of these heavy hitters. Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Warren Buffett, Michael Bloomberg, George, George Soros have paid little or no tax in recent years. Uh, there's an organization, a um, publication called ProPublica, that had somebody leak confidential IRS data to them. This is very, very illegal to leak this data, by the way, the information. Uh, but some whistleblower thought it was the thing to do to reach out to say, look, these guys are super rich. They are paying nothing in tax. And the problem with this is everything that they are doing is 100% legal. These loopholes that make it so that they don't have to pay tax. What they're supposed to be taxed on is income. But a lot of these guys uh, make their money on, on other things that uh, don't have to be taxed. I'm kind of dumbing it down here for people like me. But uh, the bottom line is, uh, for a lot of these guys, they made billions of dollars in a year. And you and I paid more in tax than them. Uh, ProPublica, citing confidential IRS data, says it obtained on thousands of wealthy people, reported that the 25 richest Americans saw their worth rise a collective $401 billion, with a B, dollars from 2014 to 2018. But those people just paid just a total of $13.6 billion in federal income taxes for those five years, which amounts to a tax rate of only 3.4%. Now... To compare, you and I pay roughly 20. 
In, uh, in contrast, the median U.S. household in recent years earned around $70,000 annually. I got that wrong. It says, in, uh, on average, paid 14% of that in federal taxes. Couples in the highest income tax bracket paid a rate of 37% on earnings higher than $628,300. Uh, ProPublica pointed out that the billionaires, unlike most uh, other people whose earnings come from conventional wage income, often benefit from tax avoidance strategies beyond the reach of ordinary people. Their wealth is often largely based on the rising value of stock and real estate that is not considered taxable unless those assets are sold. So they're kind of using what is not break. Well, they're not breaking the law in any way. These are this just the way it is. It's the way the tax code is written. So right away, uh, this is this is sounding alarms for a lot of people. Uh, the people who have been, you know, some of the people like uh, Elizabeth Warren has said, "Well, I've said all along, we should be taxing wealth, not income." And you know, when you hear a story like this, it kind of pisses you off, and you may be like, "Well, fuck yeah, I think that that might be something that we need to look into." I mean, tell me how, tell me how there's a better way. Is there is there a better way to get the money out of these people that they owe their fair share? Because the bottom line is, if you and I are going to pay pay our fair share, uh, they shouldn't have the luxury of a different set of circumstances and a different playing field because of the way the tax code is written. It needs to be re- rewritten, is what I'm telling you. ProPublica did not say how they obtained the tax information cited in the article, but did say that the outlet went to considerable lengths to confirm that the information sent to us is accurate. Uh, the White House is even looking into this and saying, yeah, uh, this is not good. Uh, we're, we're actually going to try to find out who is responsible for getting this information out there because it's highly illegal to, uh, to have this information, and it's, it's personal. It shouldn't be available to just unload to the world. Uh, the article said that, according to ProPublica's calculations, Warren Buffett's true tax rate was just 0.1%. Or tw- he paid $23.7 million in taxes. He paid on, a, on wealth growth of $24.3 billion during the five-year time frame. That is a drop in the bucket, 0.1%. Uh, of $24.3 billion is what that guy paid. Uh, and, you know, it, basically this country is being funded on the backs of the middle class and even the lower middle class, and that's fucked up, completely not fair. Bezos, who is founder of Amazon, has become the world's richest person, said or paid slightly less than 1%. And ProPublica's true tax rate, or $973 million. You're like, oh, my God, that sounds like a lot of money. It's not. It's 1%. He should be paying much higher than that uh, on a wealth growth of $99 billion with a B during the five-year period, 2014 to 2019. Bezos' actual taxable income during that time was for only $4.22 billion. So his income is $4.22 billion. So that's what he's paying tax on, as opposed to an enormous growth in wealth based on all these other things that he has his money tied up in. Again, 100% legal. Uh, I don't know if it's their, it's not their fault. They're not doing anything wrong. They're doing, they're, they're playing by the fucking rules that the federal government made and said, yeah, hey, you know, you can do it this way, this way. Well, fucking spend some time and rewrite the fucking thing. 
My God. In 2007, Bezos did not pay one penny in federal income taxes, and he also avoided any federal income tax liability in 2011. The world's second richest person, Tesla CEO Elon Musk, paid 3.27% true tax rate or $455 million on a wealth growth of $13.9 billion. Oh, my God. Uh, his actual taxable income, $1.52 billion. So that's where it comes from. Uh, during the five-year period, paid no federal incomes in 2018. Michael Bloomberg. He paid 1.3% true tax rate, $292 million during the time period looked at by ProPublica. His actual taxable income, $10 billion. This is sick. Uh, White House said on, uh, was asked about this on Tuesday, was asked about the leak of the information. And uh, Jen Psaki, is it Psaki or Pisaki? It's Saki, isn't it? Any authorized disclosure of uh, confidential government inf- information by a person with access is illegal, and we take this very seriously. Yeah, you know what? You should take this more seriously. Who gives a shit? I'm glad that whoever blew the whistle on these guys did this because this is bullshit. I don't, I don't have any answers. In fact, I, don't, I didn't know about any of this shit, really, until I read this article, and I have no idea what to do. But to me, it seems like we're in a pretty screwed-up world if we're over here clawing and fighting for every penny and these people that make the most, how do you, okay. If you do that, if you make that much money, you have no concerns at all about failure and, and money loss. You have no worries about paying a bill on time. You're not like any of the people that are watching this that sit there and white knuckle it and like, fuck, where am I going to come up with the money to pay this vet bill? Where am I going to come up with the money to pay for this electric bill? How am I going to do this? And somehow we manage. Somehow we figure it out. The wealthiest of the wealthy, how do they look themselves in the mirror knowing that they haven't paid anything, that uh, everybody else is paying for them? Holy shit, this is disgusting. Wow. Unbelievable. Stevie writes... When Eric scratches, it makes me itch. Anyone else? Melissa says, yeah, it looks like he doesn't even realize he's doing it. Oh, no, I know. It's getting better, though. It, uh, the medicine's kicking in. It's tough. Uh, Chris says, why would we? Why would they rewrite the laws? Who do you think funds the lobbyists and makes sure those laws are written as they are? Well, that's, that's kind of a, an entirely different uh, set, of cir- set of circumstances. I don't know. I mean, I don't know anything about that. Maybe that is. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. Time for a drink. I'm pissed off now. Michael writes, the rich buy the politicians. If the laws are rewritten, the politicians would probably be taking away their own money. Interesting. Kenny says, this is why I use TurboTax, referring to the crazy lady that uh, uh, kept going to the guy who was grifting her. You shouldn't do that. You should call upon Tag Accounting. Disgusting. I cannot believe this. What a terrible story. All of, you know, all of the infrastructure that we count on to be paid for, it's basically uh, being funded by you 
and me. The fact that these uh, rich people, these ultra-rich people, don't pay any taxes is absolutely disgusting. Will we hear anything of this? Of course not. Will anything change? Of course not. Hey, I want you to get some merch so I can keep the lights on. Uh, go to ericsaintshow.com, click on merch, check out uh, what I have for sale there. A number of t-shirts, different uh, trinkets and whatnot and shit like that. Thank you. I've got several different styles. Different blends of uh, uh, T-shirts, 27 different uh, colors to choose from with all the different logos. Find it all at ericsaintshow.com. And the open of this show, brought to you this time around by Horizon Hydroponics, H-O-R-I-Z-E-N, hydroponics.com. You can buy in person on Alpine and Grand Rapids, the growers outlet as well in Byron Center. They've got a store also in Kalamazoo and in Lansing. Uh, you can buy online if you like. Orders two fifty and more. The shipping is free, and if you use the coupon code Zane Show at checkout, you will save ten percent. You can also, if you want, uh, buy it online and then pick it up in person. Okay, and that way you don't have to worry about the shipping costs whatsoever. But uh, if you're ordering it and it's two fifty or more, you can uh, uh, sh- they ship it to anywhere in the USA. Just place your orders at h o r i z e n hydroponics dot com. If you've got a green thumb, no matter what you're growing, whether it be vegetables, flowers, or cannabis, have the biggest, the boldest, and the best. Have an amazing growing season by tapping into the resources of Horizon Hydroponics. Okay. Uh, while I'm at it, Joe Martinez from A&E Heating and Cooling, online at aeheatingcooling.net. Boy, it's hot. It is hot right here in Michigan, and a, a lot of the uh, uh, Midwest and the East are sweltering right now. And uh, the last thing you want is to have your air conditioner go out. Uh, if it does, call on Joe. He can repair it for you. Maybe it's a new install. Go ahead and get a couple of estimates from any other people in the industry. Just make sure Joe's is last and then compare. Joe will beat them if he doesn't let them know, and he'll beat their price. A&E Heating and Cooling. Call them at 616-516-8579. You can also um, get your AC tuned up. If, uh, if it's just like, hey, man, I think this thing's been a little while since I've had somebody look at it. It's just 79 bucks. Uh, get on the schedule today by calling Joe up at 616-516-8579. Dear Meathead happens in moments. Uh, let's see. Dean writes, uh, Dear Meathead, it was an honor to meet you and Joanne Saturday at Maddie's party. Dear Meathead is the highlight of Eric's podcast for me. I do have a question. I have this friend of mine named Derek who revealed to a group of people that his wife had a bad case of hemorrhoids. Is this guy a complete jerk? Please embellish. Sign boring Dean. He might be on to us because I told him. If, so if he hasn't forgotten, he might be able to fill in the blanks on that one. Ben Glaze stand-up comedy fundraiser. Eric, I think you could turn the Ben Glaze comedy gig into another fundraiser for AT. Uh, my wife works at the Pinnacle Center, a great uh, venue nearby. They do fundraisers all the time. I'd venture a guess that the owners would let you find time to use their facility for the event. Now we're talking. I'm not sure how much it would charge for the use. Normally they would donate, but I hate asking since their business was definite, uh, decimated by COVID restrictions. However, I think you could counter the cost by charging tickets for food and drinks, 30 bucks a plate or whatever you want to charge. On top of that, you could have silent auctions for items from various businesses and sponsors. This could be a huge fundraiser for AT. I'm really excited about it. I'd love to help out in any way I can for this. 
Yes. Uh, in theory, I want to do that. Now, here's the problem, though. I have had so many great ideas be presented in the form that I just had them presented. And then they don't come to light because I'm swamped. I'm just so unbelievably busy with all the shit going on in my life that I never am able to see them through. I've had so many ideas just kind of fall through the cracks. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna, I am gonna. would have to rely on the power of the group to be able to make this happen. The good news is you are all kind of like uh, aggressive and bullish in these things like uh, the, the Kents of the world, the Megans of the world, the Stevies of the world are all just ball busters and getting shit done. The Sarah Rukruk Rutches, the Schaefers, even Boring Dean. So, yes, uh, I would love to be part of that. Uh, let's talk. We can uh, put that in motion. But, you know, if, if, I, if you guys are counting on me to do that, I'm going to fuck it up. I always do. Still got time to get in for Dear Meathead. Eric at ericsaintshow.com. I would love to hear from you. Okay. Got a drink. Stand by. I don't want to repeat it yesterday. Hold on. All right, that's better. So dried out. A Benadryl just does it. If I didn't have that in my system, um, you can pick, you can see how much I'm scratching my arms right now. If I didn't have that in my system, it would I would be an absolute. My arms would be bleeding. I am uh, systemically covered with contact dermatitis from this poison ivy. Man, it's on my belly, my legs. It's the worst. Uh, my physician's assistant took one look at me. She goes, my God. She goes, yeah, this is ridiculous. You are, you, this is really bad. I went out in the yard yesterday and saw where it all went down and there's still poison ivy there. And then, uh, my, my neighbor's like, yeah, I've got some, uh, stuff you can spray on it and kill it. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. But you know, the, uh, what's on the leaves, it actually stays on dead leaves. This stuff is so hard to get rid of. It's remarkable. Um, you can have the Urishal on like a piece of clothing or like, like the gloves that I worked with to get when I was doing the work, when I was bathing in poison ivy, um, they're, they're no doubt coated with it. And they're sitting there in my garage and I'm like, don't touch these. Do not. You have to pick them up with like, uh, you know, a couple of tongs and throw it out. Don't even touch it because the uh, chemical on there can like will stay on there for years there's like it doesn't go away it's the hardest thing to get rid of my god it's so easy to get and it's so devastating that i'm surprised everybody doesn't have poison ivy all the time and i would never would have thought to even think about uh i never would have thought i mean i was i was sitting there working it never occurred to me that i was working with poison ivy but i took a look at what where i was yesterday and 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 it's three leaves red stem there it is holy fuck looking me in the face Shit. Okay. So the FBI, um, and with a number a number of uh, different countries, just uh, ran a big sting to try to break down organized crime in different countries. This is huge. It's uh, what they did was I'm understanding that a lot of organized crime um, uh, people who are uh, money laundering, uh, uh, selling drugs, guns, 
whatever crazy shit. They were uh, uh, getting, they were communicating with other drug or, uh, drug organization and organized crime organizations uh, via a uh, few apps, messaging apps. And the story that I just read, I forgot who sent it. I think it was Dirk. The FBI has been working with law enforcement agencies in other countries uh, for some time, like the last couple of years, to infiltrate these organized crime organizations by building a messaging app for them in hopes that they would figure out that it's a good app to communicate um, without any eyes seeing what they're doing. This is, and then, but in fact, since it was an app made by the FBI, it was set up solely to spy on them. This is brilliant. So they, the FBI shut down a couple of messaging apps. They took down two encrypted platforms called EncroChat and SkyECC that had been used by criminal gangs to organize drug trafficking and underworld hits. Uh, so the gangs were in these different countries. We're looking for a new means of communication. The FBI covertly developed an app called uh, Anom, A-N-O-M, and they installed it on modified mobile phones. Over the past year and a half, the FBI provided phones via unsuspecting middlemen to more than 300 gangs operating in more than 100 countries. So basically they've got people on the inside and they're... uh, calmly and surreptitiously uh, getting these phones that have the app on them into the hands of the bad guys. And over time, they're like, oh, this is a great app. This is fucking working great. I love this. The operation is known as uh, Operation Trojan Shield. It led to uh, police raids in 16 nations. And what they did was they would sit there and monitor the apps for the communication between the bad guys, having no idea... The bad guys have uh, federal uh, authorities in different countries and and right here in the U.S., the FBI, looking over their shoulder, watching their every move. So then they like say, all right, let's let's put a hit out on on Joe Blow. And then the next thing you know, just before it happens, it's like pre What's that movie? Born Identity? No. Pre-crime. What is pre-crime? Tom Cruise. Uh, Was that? No, was that? What the hell was that? What the one with Tom Cruise? Pre-crime? You know, the three chicks, their brains? Uh, what the fuck was that one called? It's freaking brilliant, though, whatever it is. So they... Uh, minority Report, thank you. Thank you. So the uh, the FBI is sitting there watching their every move, and then <clears throat> these guys cannot figure out why nothing's working out. Oh, my God, what a string of bad luck. We keep getting busted. More than 800 suspects were arrested and more than 32 tons of drugs, including cocaine, cannabis, amphetamines, and methamphetamines, were seized along with 250 firearms, 55 luxury cars, excuse me, and $148 million in cash and cryptocurrencies. The seeds of the sting, as I indicated, happened because they, they brought down the other apps, they installed their own app, and they convinced these idiots that it's legit. Uh, intelligence gathered and analyzed enabled us, quote, to prevent murders that led to the seizure of drugs that led to the seizure of weapons and it helped prevent a number of crimes, says Calvin Shivers, assistant director of the FBI's criminal investigation uh, investigative division, told a news conference in The Hague, Netherlands. 
The Anom app became popular in criminal circles as users, basically word of mouth, told one another it was a safe platform. Hey, this works. It's great. All the time, police were watching as they discussed all the drug hits or the hits, the drug shipments, and other crimes. There was a void that was created by lack of these encrypted platforms, Shivers said, of the initial move to take down apps previously used by the gang. So they, cre- they created an opportunity for collaboration with our international partners to not only develop the specific tool, but also to develop the process of gathering the intelligence and disseminating the intelligence. Can you imagine how satisfying that would be if you're the FBI dude who's watching all of these things happening? So, yeah, we got a drug shipment coming into Pier 5. Have the crew there, and then they bust them, and the guy's like, how the fuck? How did, how did anybody find out about this? Who the hell, Who's the fucking rat here? Uh, Finnish police said Tuesday that nearly 100 people have been detained and more than 500 kilograms, half a ton of drugs confica- uh, confiscated, along with dozens of guns and cash. This uh, They were bus made in um, Germany, Finland, Australia, New Zealand, and it all uh, Belgium. Wow. The success of Operation Trojan Shield is a result of tremendous innovation, dedication, and unprecedented international collaboration, Shivers said, and the results are staggering. This is so cool. And there's a picture. I'm going to show you this photo. This is a photo of um, all of the cash seized. Look at this. Look at this pile of money. In this photo supplied by the New Zealand police, a large amount of cash seized in Operation Trojan Shield is displayed. What the fuck did they do with all this money? What happens there? Does it it get, like, given away to the poor? Kenny says, I had to communicate via an app only installed on phones they got, or they had to communicate via an app only installed on phones they got from the so-called black market, thinking they were safe, but it was all supplied by the FBI. Brilliant. Genius. Dirk says, the FBI and other law enforcement agencies also monitor the dark web. People think they're being anonymous. Um, well, how the hell? At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Oh, do you get onto the dark web. Do you just go darkweb.com? What is going on there? I've I've never seen the dark web, I don't think. Kate says, all that money, Jeff Bezos, pocket change. True. Stand by. By the way, that film Minority Report, love that movie. I really like Tom Cruise movies. I saw the trailer the other day for the new Top Gun film. I think I'm going to watch that. I think I'm going to go see that movie. I just love his movies, man. Yeah, you ever see the one uh, 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 Die Repeat when he's like fighting the aliens and he uh, he keeps dying? It's like Groundhog Day with Warfare. 
Oh, my God. Love that movie. All of his movies are great, except Cocktail. That is the worst movie ever. Tom Cruise, I love that guy. Amazing actor. Just a weird, weird dude. All right, we're going to get after Dear Meathead now. Brought to you by JM Synthetics. Uh, reach out to Jason Mays, jmsynthetics.com. Excuse me. And uh, <clears throat> think about buying some products for your DIY work. Some lubrication, if you will. JMSynthetics.com. His phone number is right there on the uh, on the page. And then uh, call him up and order the stuff. Tyler says, I love the new Mission Impossible movies. Movies. I, again, I can't talk today. I get this cotton mouth. And I can't do it. Nick says, you need a VPN before you go on the dark web. Changes your IP address. How do you know so much? Andrea says, Cocktail is a great movie. It is not. It's a stupid movie. God, all I remember that movie is him throwing the fucking bottles in the air, and then he cheats on his girlfriend, and then she leaves him. That's it. Uh, Okay. Online at jmsynthetics.com. Let's bring in Dad for Dear Meathead. He really wants to talk to you guys. He loves you so much. Johnny on the spot, guy. Good morning. Good morning, Dad. How are you? I'm okay. How about yourself? Feeling good. Feeling good. Huh? Everything uh, Everything going well with you? Yeah, I just uh, got the last spoon of cereal. <laughs> yeah, what was? Uh, what What did you have today? Cheerios? Yeah, that's about my norm every day. Okay. Yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, of course you do. Of course you do. Yeah. So, so how you doing? Oh, not bad. It's been it's a, it's a warm, hot day today, but uh, you know, I've I, I've got. I was telling you, I got this poison ivy. It's just killing me. Yeah. Have you ever, how do you how do you deal with it? Oh God, I'm loaded with different medicines to take away the itch as best as it can, and then the doctor gave me like a steroid to get it to get rid of it quicker. But, but how did you get it? Uh, I was preparing the, uh, well, I had like these, there are a couple of, uh, overgrown areas on the side of the house and I was kind of cleaning it up because we were having people over for, for the, uh, graduation. I get it. You all right? Yeah. For the, uh, for the graduation. Uh, party. <laughs> so that, that's basically what happened. So you were out in the weeds. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, basically, basically. It's still killing me. It's it. Uh, the uh, medicine should kick in soon. I'm taking a steroid. Went to the doctor. Did all the right things. But still, oh, my God. Uh, is that about your pool? Uh, no, it was near the front of the house. There was a bunch of vines growing on the house, and I didn't realize it, but I was, like, bathing in freaking uh, poison ivy. Wow. Have you ever had this? No. Yeah. No. So now every time I go into the woods up north, I'm going to be on the lookout for three leaves and a red stem. But I had something similar with shingles. Oh, God, that's terrible, too. I've had that, too. I've had that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, when we lived in Warren. Well, that's uh, that's not, um, that's like a virus. Well, whatever it was, I had them right in front of my uh, chest, the whole thing. Right. right. 
So, Dad, you uh, you you uh, met a number of the Zaniacs, uh, uh, fans yes, of the show. Yes, I have. I'll tell you. I was just going to make a comment on that. So, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say that. Uh, you know, that was a, was a surprise to a lot of them. They they didn't know you were going to be there, so they were all very very happy to see you. I was amazed at this, folks. There was just wonderful people. I mean, listen. Through you and all this uh, situation of having a show and all that, I, with this last visit, I met such wonderful, wonderful people. My God. Yeah, you know, and a lot of the family saw them getting, like, pictures of you taking pictures with them, and they're like, oh, my God, he's absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, I, oh, I was in an awe, you know. The how uh, these people that never met me before, they're just so interested in me, so loving, so caring. Right. They're great people, I'll tell you. I met a lot of your friends there. Yeah, they were they were awesome. I was happy that they were there, that they got a chance to meet you. So, Needless oh. to say that we enjoyed our visit. Oh, I know it. It was just too short, though. I'm sorry that you had I mean, because you drove all the way there, got to hang out for a few hours all the way back, you and Joanne. Uh, but you know, I, I give credit to, uh, Mike, your son-in-law. Uh, that was, that was a lot of fun and him getting you guys there safe and sound was awesome. No, he's always fun having around. He's nothing but, he's a happy laugher. Right. He laughs and laughs a lot. That's great. I I want you to remember that though, that kind gesture of his, because sometimes you get on his case, you know? Well, uh, he does irritate me occasionally. (laughs) Well, I know that, but at the same time, he does some really wonderful things. So it's kind of like oh, he does that. He does that. He does. Yeah, you might be better off like kind of like letting it go, or just you know, because it it might hurt his feelings. You know. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. All right. But but we've never had a issue. I know it's because he loves you too much. Yeah, I love him too. Okay, good. All right, John has a question, Daddy. writes this. John from Nashville, Tennessee says, Dear Meathead, what would you say are the qualities that make a good father? We're getting close to Father's Day, Dad, so this is uh, this is a big time of the year. Uh, what would you say are the qualities that make a good father, Dad? A good father is, first of all, again, I, I'm probably guilty of that, that you don't yell at your kids. <laughs> If you have something to say to your kid, <laughs> say it like it's a mo- normal conversation. Listen, son, we got to be doing this and that. Yelling at a child or a son, even the son is 20 years old, it's a total stupid act. You know what? I believe that. And that, that applies to me just as well. Uh, I'm learning. I believe it or not, at my age, I'm learning things by talking to you folks. Yeah. Because when I say things to you, I think while I'm saying it, hey, this is something that I don't do. Why is that? Uh, why is that I, I don't do it? You know. You got to be calm with your children, regardless of how old they are. Believe you me, yelling at the kids or trying to be stupidly punishing them, it's a waste of time yeah. and waste of love. Well, what about, I mean, are you saying don't punish your kids in any way? The punishment is what? Well, I guess it could be anything. It Smack them, hit them, 
Well, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I well, punishment. Punishment is hey, listen. I'm going to take away this thing okay. from you. It's you know, you can't have this for a while, or you can't ever have it. Okay. Yeah. So you were out. You're welcome in doing that. Well, I think that 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 uh, that that's that's good because you know, I mean, if you if you smack a kid, it might lead to something more. The next thing you know, you're getting you know, you're you're like abusing the child. So absolutely, you know. do not do that. In fact, yelling is not helping anything. Uh, what about that? To for me, it's always hard to um. It was always hard to punish the kid and then follow through on the punishment. Like, all right, I want you to stay in your room for a day or you can't leave the house or I'm taking away your phone. And then I, I would always cave in. And I always I thought that that, was a, that that was a mistake on my part. I could never follow through with the punishment, Dad. Well, we generally don't, honey, because <clears throat> we realize that, hey, it's just not going to happen. Let's forget about it. Uh I don't know. We, we, as a father, as a parent, uh, we lose a crew and then uh, do something that really, not necessarily, it's not necessary, and, and it doesn't, it, it comes back to bite you. Okay. All right. But gentle, but stern conversation is a good thing. Okay. How about this one? Um, do you remember the guy at the uh, party? His name is Dean. He had a um, he had uh, he wore a shirt, didn't have any sleeves, so he could show off his massive arms. Yes, you do remember Dean. He's written many times. He has a question for you, Dad. He writes, uh, "Dear Meathead, it was an honor to meet you and Joanne on Saturday at Madison's party." Thank you, thank you. He, he says, "Dear Meathead is the highlight of Eric's podcast for me." He says, "I do have a question." I have a friend of mine who revealed to a group of people that his wife has a bad case of hemorrhoids. Is this guy a complete jerk for re- for revealing that information about his wife that she has hemorrhoids? Please embellish. Thanks, boring Dean. Well, hemorrhoid is, is an illness. I consider that an illness. It requires medical attention. Now... I don't think it hurts. You don't have to embarrass that. Say, hey, I have issues from this and this and this. No, I think you can discuss that with your wife. Well, no, he's saying that he did, he's saying that, uh, that, that the guy he's talking about uh, announced it to his friends. Hey, guess what, guys? My wife has hemorrhoids. Now, that's stupid. That totally is stupid. Yeah. No, you should not. You should not discuss that with anyone at all, except you and your wife. Yeah, I think Dean indicated that uh, that the guy, his buddy Derek, was was with a group of people and said, "Hey, guess what? My wife's got hemorrhoids, and I'm going to try to push it in later." Oh man, and that that's that's really that's really cutting it. Low. That's that's low life stuff. There is what you're saying. Absolutely, that's a private thing. You don't discuss that yeah. with the world. Oh my God! It's, it's something between you and your wife. You're gonna help your wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that sounds terrible. I can't believe. I mean, it. I mean, just picture this: you go to the doctor with some kind of an issue, serious issue, and all that, and then the doctor announces it to the world. What yeah. the hell you got? Right? Yeah, you can't go around saying, "Hey, guess what? My wife's got hemorrhoids." I mean, that's how stupid can you be to I, do that? I don't know. That sounds 
ridiculous. Uh, whoever that guy is, his wife should leave him or at least not have sex with him for at least a month or two. Well, I don't know what the punishment is, but then again, it's just a... Uh, how do you think your wife feels when uh, uh, she knows that all of the friends of his yeah. know what the hell she's got? That's ridiculous. Hey, let's go ahead the wife start announcing how impotent he is. Yes, that's having, the wife should absolutely do that. Say how does he like he's that? He's got a small wiener or something. Yeah, he would hate that. No. No, that is a low-life character. He's got a huge one. Yeah, that is that is low. I'm, I'm saying that with venom, really, because I want him to correct himself and respect his wife. Yeah, what uh, I, I I was floored when I read that 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 is actually a thing. This is so stupid. Man. Absolutely, and there's no cure for him other than him stick his head out there in the water. Yeah, and cleanses really of all the stupid thoughts that he has about that. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. I, I, I generally don't talk so uh, harshly about people. And yeah, all that, I know. This, I, is a, this is a harsh thing. Yeah, it is. It's low life. I agree with you, Dad. Bad news. Uh, Nathan writes this. Dear Meathead, my mom used to burn sage to keep evil spirits away. When you were young, did you have any superstitions that you had to grow up with, either from you or your mother? You know, like <laughs> break a mirror, seven, no, seven years I'll tell you what, I had a strange upbringing. I had no issues as a kid. The only thing I did is I messed around with things around the house and destroyed them and whatnot. Other than that, no, I had no issues at all. In fact, at about age 12, I discovered electricity that I would take it from one area of the house and to the front door, and no one ever in that part of the world knew what a doorbell was that works with electricity. So are you, so, are you saying in the country of Iran you invented the doorbell? For my house. I don't know what the other rich people had, but we happen to have a doorbell that runs on electricity. Oh, okay. I'm like a 12-year-old kid. Wait a minute. So are you saying that you did not have a doorbell and you made no, it? No, we, we had a knocker. And you made it so that you do have a doorbell? Is we that had a doorbell. After you went to work? Well, yeah. Okay, so you... I, I discovered how I could do it. I did it. I had electrical wiring and all that. My wife thought I was... My uh, mother thought I was going to set the house on fire. Uh, but that wasn't the case. I was really smart. Uh, that, that that sounds good. And But but you didn't have any superstitions that you believed in, Dad, getting back no, to... No, 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 no. Superstitions is not existent in my life. Okay, okay. Um Kenny wrote, uh, he wrote that you messed around with things around the house and destroyed them. And then he said, yep, you definitely should have gotten yelled at for that. Well, I didn't have a father, so my mother, you know, was not a yeller. Yeah. And uh, grandma struck me as kind of a, kind of a tough, a tough lady. She was tough (laughs) in the upbringing, but docile, no punishment. However... If I got home late at night, like 10, 30, or 11 o'clock, my ear was in trouble. Yeah, she grabbed that ear. You're in trouble. Did, yeah. you, ever, did you ever walk into, into the house knowing it was coming and covered up your ears with your hands? No. No, because uh, she would just do it one way or the other. Okay. 
Hey, how's Joanne doing? I haven't heard her in the background. Is she with you today? Is she is she under the weather? Is everything all right? She is out to the doctors. Okay. So so she's just had a, a little routine on her uh, skin and it's uh, a so follow-up call, so she went to the doctor. Okay, all right. But everything's okay? Everything is fine. Everything right. is fine. Uh, Kenny and writes... Thank you for asking, honey. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Kenny wants. says you were 12 years old and you were coming home at 10.30 or 11 o'clock at night. Is that right, Dad? Yes. What the hell do you, uh, were you doing? Well, we had this Armenian club. Uh, that, that was one to the missionaries, the American missionaries. It was a church people, but we hung around there. We, I had about three, four uh, musical albums. You know, I take uh, out there. We just play the music and uh, dance with the kids. Uh, okay, ten. You, know, you, you go to the Ar- around, so you know. go to the Armenian club, listen to records, and then go home. Yeah, and you talk and you know and laugh and and the church would allow us to do that. And the church was outdoors. Dad, did you ever... Dad had like an acre of land, and one part of it was up for us. Right. Dad, did you ever have a girlfriend when you were living in Iran? Never had a girlfriend. Really? No, but I, I we had a lot of just uh, sociable girls that we met and all that, but not girlfriend, girlfriend, no. Okay, so you did not... Did you ever even kiss a girl when you lived in Iran, or was it not till the U.S.? Uh, when you, when I honestly you, would believe that I don't, I didn't, I don't remember anything about that. You don't things. remember your first kiss? No, not in Iran. Oh man, I remember mine. No. Wow. No. All right. Well, there you go. Okay, let me see if I got anything else here. Uh, we're a little lean today. Uh, Sarah, who you met, wrote out. She was so happy to meet you and Joanne. He says you are both so absolutely sweet. And uh, she loves you very much. She was there with her son, Avery. So that was fun to see you. Yes. Uh, let's see. What else do I have? Uh, that's it. Thanks, Sarah. Um, that, I have nothing more for you, Dad. We have exhausted the questions. Let me double check. Maybe there's any from the past that, I, uh, that I, I've had and haven't gotten around to asking. Well, I'm glad that it's okay. been in touch. I got a good that, one. That, I got a good a one. Good opportunity. This is a highlight of my day. Uh, Craig writes, Dear Meathead, I have a buddy that is a bit of a lard ass. He's challenged somebody to a half marathon and needs to get into shape quickly. How can my buddy... Wait, 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 wait. He has a what? Uh, he says, I have a buddy that is a bit of a lard ass. You know, fat. Okay, okay, okay. He's challenged someone to a race who is really in shape and needs to get into shape as soon as possible. How can my buddy get into decent shape quickly? Well, depends on how quickly it is, but he's going to have to start running. Is this is a running? Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess it's a half marathon. He's as simple as this is. What do you think about being in shape? In shape is simply acclimate to building your body. To be in shape, the body is in shape. Eat properly, exercise by running, 
and build yourself up okay. way in advance. Yeah. Don't just jump in. Yeah, you, you got If you do that, you're going to hurt yourself really bad. Craig also adds that this guy who's the lard ass is constantly eating ice cream and candy bars instead of actually eating. Uh, that's a bad diet to begin with. No. You got to eat the normal food. Yeah, yeah. Hey, your body is simply a machine <laughs> that has to be oiled all the time. <laughs> And the only thing is eat the proper food. Yeah, that's right. That's a that's a good way to think about it, Dad. Oil. Say yes to oil. <laughs> the right oil. You mean that? You mean like the right fuel? Right fuel. I, I got mean, you. Decent breakfast. I mean, I, I eat cereal, okay? But yeah. uh, with it, maybe I have a, a toast. Yeah. Hey, I and was. That's uh, it. You know, I'll, I I think you should start lifting some weights, Dad. Honey, I don't really need to. Yeah. I, because I do so much work in my yard. Yeah, I know it, but that's different. I mean, if you were doing strength training, because muscle mass, as soon as the muscle mass leaves a person, that a whole series of troubles starts. So we gotta we got to improve your muscle mass, you know? Well, I don't know if I want to do that, because by the end of the day, I've screwed around so much in the yard. Yeah. I mean, outdoors. I can't be sitting in the house. Do it in the morning. That I'm wore out. Okay. If I lived with you, man, you'd be ripped. Huh? All right. Melinda writes this. Dear Meathead, my ex and I share custody of our 13-year-old. When he goes to his dad's, they're always doing stuff and uh, being a bachelor. His dad doesn't do a lot of cooking. So dad orders food out. Obviously, it's unhealthy, but my main concern is it's spoiling my son. When my son comes home from dad's, he expects the same uh, ordering out of food and there's an argument every time and he'll say he doesn't like what I'm serving or whatever. I even went to the store and bought foods. My son loves my ex also spoils him by buying all these games and things for his video game system. It sounds familiar. You did that. I can't tell uh, uh, my ex what to do, but I don't know how to avoid the fights when my son comes home after being spoiled rotten, please embellish. So basically what she's saying here is, when uh, when her son goes to the ex's house, he uh, gives him McDonald's and buys him games, and she feels that he's spoiling him. Well, you can't change that. First of all, it is going to be happening, and the more you talk about it, the more you bring it up, the more adamant the ex-husband gets to keep on doing it well i don't know why can't she just say hey do you think maybe we can talk about this or i can help you come up with a i mean maybe yeah you can do that yeah, try this to... is what I, our opinion is uh, would you mind not doing that anymore right right now whether he will or not you don't know that right i think it's worth and a try God, you know he's going to keep it up with more and more and more attitude i think it's worth a try to ask the dad if he can definitely, because definitely. you know a communication is a communication you you let your feelings be known to the people that you want them to know not with anger simply a conversation all right i'm writing this down a communication is a communication got it that's what it means communicate now, how often do you communicate thinking you're going to win the communication by yelling and, or pulling gun on each other and all that? Did you say pulling a gun on each other? Hey, I've seen some of these things happen. <laughs> People during the conversation, one guy had a gun on him and pulled it on his buddy. Oh, that's and the buddy says, 
You were right. Everything you said, you were right. Yeah, Thank sure. You. Goodbye. Yeah, that's the end of the hour. I wish Joanne was here. She'd be cracking up at that. Uh, yes, she would. Oh, my God. I, I don't do stupid things. All right, Dad. Well, we learned a lot in this. We learned that you did not ever kiss a girl in Iran. Uh, you had some sound advice for the fat guy who's in the race. Great advice for Melinda. Maybe communicate with Dad a little more. And uh, all the Zaniacs, the fans of the show, friends of mine, uh, I, they, they just love you dearly. So they were just very glad to see you. And that, and that was a surprise for a number of them. They didn't even know that you were going to be there. So that was, uh, that was exceptional. Okay. I, hey, I've got to tell you one thing else that uh, I have to correct myself. Uh, yes, I have kissed a girl. Uh-huh. Back when I was in Iran, across the street from my house, there was a field. Uh-huh. I mean, a big field. Somehow, there is an Iranian girl that lived across the street. Yeah. It, it totally escaped my mind, uh, my memory. And then he, she and I would get up there, sit around as a big rock, and I did kiss her. However, there was a shepherd that used to hang around there with his sheep. He would see that and would try to interfere with it. I oh, remember really? that. What, what, what was wrong with him? Did he, like, want a piece or something? Nah, those, those uh, people out there were just backward, backward people. They were weird people, huh? Yeah, I just okay. They, they don't care about that kind of stuff. All right, so so do you now? Do you do you remember her name by chance? No, no, I don't remember. She was a pretty girl. Okay, now did this happen because like sparks flew when you met her right away, or were you like, hey, let's? Yeah, we knew we lived across each other street, you know. Yeah. And uh, I knew the I knew the parents, but they never really knew me. Did you try to pick her up like a bowling ball? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, just, yeah. Just went out there and sat there on the rocks and we just chit chat and then I kissed her. Wow. That's that's something, Dad. You're 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 so romantic. That's why that's why uh, Joanne fell in love with you because of romantic stuff like that, Dad. Well, hey. We got a world of our own, so yes, yes. good. All right. Well you're you are all- oops. What the hell just happened? Sorry. Uh, you are awesome. Everybody loves you, and uh, I, I can't express enough how happy we were to see you. It was uh, it was absolutely great. Okay, Dad? Yeah, we were happy being there, honey. Okay. Well, I will talk. And wonderful, wonderful people. I really am grateful that I know them. Yes, yes. No doubt. They are a special bunch. Okay, yeah. Dad. Well, tell Joanna said hi. I hope everything goes well with the doc. And uh, Oh, this is just a routine checkup because it, uh, they had a tiny little uh, issue that they took care of it a while back. This is a follow-up. Absolutely. Okay, Dad. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Say hello to your honey and hug kisses to the family, and we'll see you next week. Okay. Oh, and uh, I forgot to give you your 150 bucks for the chainsaw. I still got that. I- I'll-, I'll bring it by. You're coming down pretty soon to do some cooking for me. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Much love. I love you, honey. Love you too, honey. Bye. Bye-bye, guy. There you go. Amazing version of Dear Meathead. Well done on those questions. Which uh, now it's we get so much, so much mileage out of the ones that are aimed at me. God, is that funny. I love the way you guys do that. Really, really well done. Thank you. Dear Meathead brought to you, of course, by JM Synthetics online at jmsynthetics.com. Boy, at the end of that, 
Scared the shit out of me. Something happened here, and the dog hit this table, and it went flying, and things were moving. I was like, what the hell just happened? Okay, now, as we sit here, I have finished about a half gallon of water. So guess what? Eric has to take a pee. So that's what exactly what I'm going to do. Back in a minute, taking a pee. Don't go anywhere. More coming up. cut those moments out of the audio podcast. They just kind of like, all right, back in a minute. And then it just shows up. Hey, I'm back. Because why the hell would you want to sit there and listen to the stupid music? Uh, Daisy is in here with me right now as I do the podcast. We have a bit of a uh, health issue with Daisy. Um, first of all, uh, she's had like some type of urinary tract infection for extended time as Bruce sleeps on his back and stares at us. Hello. Hello, buddy. Look at him. Uh, so this has been like a month, month and a half of dealing with this. So we put her on one medicine, and then we take her back for a checkup. And they go, yeah, there's still some problems with the urine. There's things in there that shouldn't be. We're going to try this medicine. So we did that. Oh, uh, yeah, there's still some problems. We need an ultrasound. I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. That was on Monday. Doc does the ultrasound. And he says, kidneys look fine find kidneys look fine but there's i i hate if you're eating this is going to be bad he says there are some small stones in the bladder and sludge 
The word sludge. I'm like, in the bladder? What? So more medicine and uh, change the food. She has a different special prescribed food. Okay. Uh, And I know this dog is struggling because she pees in the house. And she usually does it. I like set a bed out for her in the laundry room. And I, every day I go in there to, well, in the morning to start the day. And the day she, she pissed on the bed every time. So I'm like, oh, fuck. Here we go. So I'm hoping that thing clears up. It's kind of bumming me out right now. All right. <clears throat> Where the hell were we? Uh, okay. We talked about the organized crime bust. That was incredible. Had Dear Meathead brought to you by JM Synthetics. Okay. It's going to be a special Patreon, and here's why. I was just hired by Stevie. Hey, honey, how you doing? A girl, I, a girl, I can get drunk off of like four of them. Stevie writes, my birthday is Thursday. So she purchased a birthday gift for herself. I would like you to record my cameo video live on the Patreon as Jessica. If you can do it on Wednesday, that would be great. Have fun with it. Throw Kenny under the bus. Talk about butt sex. Whatever. Thanks. Sign, Stevie. All right, we can count on that. You know I love doing these Patreon or uh, doing these cameos live. And your specific request is on the Patreon. I will do that for you. That will come up starting at 11 a.m. my time. Today. All right. Thanks again for the questions on uh, Dear Meathead. Melissa says, yes, I cannot wait for Jessica Voice. Sarah says, oh, my God, yes, Jessica Voice. Referring to all the uh, vet fees, new boat for the vet. Yeah, I know. Kate, the Duchess of New Jersey, loves the uh, uh, loves the Jessica impression, as does Stevie. So it's one of the favorites. That the uh, Jessica impression stemmed from when um, Kevin Kuypers was getting shit faced with all the beer bongs or whatever it was. <laughs> and fuck off a manward. I don't know if I have any Jessica clips in here. Hey y'all, I'm going to bed. Good night. Oh you baby. You going to bed already? I'm fucking hammered. Kevin was one thirty, dude. Alright. Bar's okay, still open. Whatever. I'll go open on another beer. Whatever. <laughs> you see how easy that was? No, let's close the meeting now. <laughs> Once he cracks the beer, we'll all leave. <laughs> <laughs> crack. I was like, I'm fuck off. See you later. <laughs> it's all my fault. Palerito. It's all your fault. He's going to be blackout drunk. He's going to pass out at you. Hey, chug fault. it. Beer, beer bong it. <laughs> no, no beer bongs. No beer no, bongs. That's all joking. Kevin. Man. Grab a sharp knife, tip that can up, and then stab a hole Fuck in the top. Fuck you guys. 
Chug that motherfucker. Chug that motherfucker. Chug that motherfucker. whatever we ask. <laughs> Kevin, I want you to go get <laughs> Kevin, go in there and molest your mom. <laughs> what the fuck, Mike? All right, I I I don't have any labeled as Jessica, but it all it all stemmed from her voice was really loud and prominent and and southern, and uh, so she would constantly like blurt shit out. Hey, no, don't do it. All right, go ahead and slam some fireball. So. That's how that's uh, kind of manifested on its own. Everybody seemed to like it. I don't think Josh likes it. He says, the voice, oh, man, not going to lie, not my favorite. Oh, come on. How can you have such terrible taste? It's a great bit. The content should be good, though. Good times. Hopefully, I, I think Kevin gave away the beer bong. All right, I'll load it up in a couple minutes. It wasn't that that drunk in that. No more beer bong. Name. Oh. <laughs> That's what he puked. Name. Oh. <laughs> no more beer for Kevin. <laughs> no more beer. No more beer for Kevin. Oh, I'm fucking hammered. <laughs> this is the clip when he he uh, he tries to sit and misses the chair. And then says, no, there's a chair. There's a chair. (laughs) I'm fucking hammered. Dirk says, the Jessica impression isn't just the voice. It's the moronic way you look around while making that face. (laughs) No more beer for Kevin. All right. Run off steam here already. No more beer for Kevin. All right, the story is going around. Dude uh, in uh, Fenton, Michigan, Genesee County, it's near Flint, goes to the gas station, Speedway gas station. Uh, let's see. Let's see if I can call this, this one up. He won the lottery. Road, Speedway, Fenton. Guy won the lottery, won a million dollars on a scratch-off. He was standing at the pump filling up his tank. He does the scratcher thing. He realizes, holy shit, I just won a million dollars. And then he jumps in his car, starts it up, and punches it. While the while the thing is still in the uh, in the gas the, the the nozzle's still in the gas gas tank filling it up he peels out he's dragging the pump all the way the oh my god is what a million dollars how may I help you hey ma'am how are you this is Eric Zane from the Eric Zane Show podcast how are you good how are you awesome uh, unbelievable that that guy won the million dollars right. <laughs> This, he didn't, not this speedway, the other one. It's the other one. 
Okay. All right, thanks. Sorry. Have you? Has anybody driven off with the pump today? I'm sorry. What was that? Has anybody uh, driven off with the pump recently? No. Okay. Thanks. All right. Thanks. You're a barrel of laughs. Thank you. Okay. Good fun there. Let's try this. Eight one zero. All right, this is the one. Thank you for calling Speedway. This is Tracy. How can I help you? Tracy, how are you? It's Eric Zane from the Eric Zane Show podcast, live on the podcast right now, talking about the guy who drove off with the pump after he won a million dollars. Good. How are you? Doing fine. Uh, Were you there when it all went down, Tracy? I was. I was actually the one who sold it. Okay, you you sold him that ticket, and then he took off. Is that so? What now? When that happens, there's like safety valve, so that it doesn't cause any damage, right? It, it won't catch on fire. Right. No, there was no damage. Did he come running back into the store saying, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I just won a million dollars." Yes, he did. Oh my God! I, I, I were you were you happy for him despite the fact that he destroyed your pump? <laughs> of course, but he did not destroy the pump. Well, I know, but he, it was just the breakaway. That uh, that that happens like quite. A, I've I've actually done that exact thing. Yeah. <laughs> you guys should have a wall of shame when people do that. You know, drive away with the pump. Hey, it's no big deal. We'll get it fixed. But uh, you know, actually take the picture. But this guy won a million dollars. Do you think this might be the type of thing uh, where where he's gonna give you a bit of the cash? Sometimes that happens. No. Would you would you take it if he offered it? Uh, probably not. Really? Uh, he he chose to stay anonymous. But do you see this person regularly? Is he one of the regulars that visits the uh, speedway? I do. He comes in all the time. Oh my God! Does he have like uh, a big family? And this is going to change his life, right? Um, that I'm not really sure of. He's kind of a quiet guy. He doesn't really. He just comes in, gets the stuff, and leaves. So he, you sold him the scratcher, and then he went outside and scratched it while he was pumping, right? Yeah. And then after, yep. and then he jumped in the car, took off, stopped, and then ran back in the store. Yeah, and told us he was really sorry, but he just won a million dollars. I'm like, don't be sorry. <laughs> I would have done the same thing. Have you ever had anyone uh, win big money from your store in the lottery before? No, that's the first one. It's the first one, and it's a big news story. That's that's amazing. Well, that now yeah. is this type of thing where everybody's going to show up to the Owen Road uh, Speedway in Fenton because one guy, you know, got the winning lottery ticket. More people say, "Hey, somebody won! I want to win too!" Right? Oh yeah, we've had a lot of people coming in here. Okay, all right. Anybody try steal gas lately? No, <laughs> no drive off. <laughs> of course not. Nope. Of course not. Sometimes they do it though. You know. Okay. Yeah, we don't turn our pumps on without us without a payment. All right. So. Yep. Absolutely. Well, Tracy, thank you so much for the time. Sorry to bother you in the middle of whatever you're doing, but uh, uh, best of luck over there, okay? All right, thank you. All right, thank you, Tracy. Guy won a million dollars. He says, I stopped there to get the ticket. I decided to get it when I was there. I started scratching the ticket. I saw that I matched the number 14, and then it revealed the $1 million amount underneath. I started yelling, are you kidding me? I was so excited. I forgot I was filling up with with gas, jumped in the car, and took off. 
the lucky winner who was choosing to stay anonymous told the Michigan Lottery, I didn't know you could do that. I thought you had to reveal who you were. The uh, dude has already collected his money. 59-year-old already paid a visit to the lottery headquarters and is choosing to receive his winnings as a one-time lump sum payment of $634,517 rather than the annuity payment for the full amount. So does that mean so that would mean $634,517 plus tax has to come out of that. That's crazy to think that after the tax you're looking at what? Maybe $300,000 of the million that you won. I know that's a little too much money for me. I, I would rather take the annuity. I, I would talk with a professional about what to do, what to do. And then they, yeah, uh, either lump sum or, or get it over a period of time. Hang on water. It's so tough to do the show. I'll be approaching drinking one gallon of water during this podcast. I've been playing the lottery since it began and I finally won big. Dude said, winning a million-dollar prize is life-changing. Well, yeah, maybe, but I wonder how much you've spent because you're a degenerate when it comes to playing these things. Nah, I take it back. You're not a degenerate because you buy lottery tickets, whatever. Somebody's got to pay. Somebody's got to win the damn thing. So that's pretty cool. Unbelievable. Drives off with the pump. Okay. I've got this before we start talking asshole of the day. Now, Nick sent this in and said this is petty. And I think he's referring to the oil company. I don't know what he's referring to. He sent this in, and there's uh, the uh, company known as North Face, you know, those jackets, outer uh, winter gear, shit like that. Um, They had been providing jackets to a Texas-based company that is uh, oil-producing fossil fuel generating company um, called uh, Innovex. Innovex Downhole Solutions is the name of the oil company. And um, the company, North Face, said, you know what? We don't believe that fossil fuel is the answer to anything. So we are uh, separating ourselves from this company so that uh, our products are not being worn by the people that work at Texas-based Innovex Downhole Solutions. Like, we don't believe in fossil fuel. We, we, we want to we be eco-friendly. So it, it goes against uh, our stances on this by providing outerwear to this company. Well, the fossil fuel company, um, Let's see. The North Face has been targeted by an oil and gas attack ad after the company refused to affiliate itself with another fossil fuels business. Chris Wright, the CEO of Denver-based Liberty Oil Field Services, launched a campaign against the company that included setting up billboard billboards around North Face's Denver office, creating a website, and orchestrating a social media campaign. The campaign, entitled Thank You, North Face, excuse me, has focused on the clothing company's hypocrisy. It says alleged hypocrisy. No, I think it's a hypocrisy. I think it's absolutely a hypocrisy for refusing to provide jackets to an organization that it didn't want to be associated with publicly. 
Innovex Downhole Solutions, an oil and gas company in West Texas, was denied the 400 jackets earlier this year, sparking the backlash. So this company in Denver says, you know what? We're going to put up billboards on behalf of this company in West Texas. I don't know. I guess these good old boys uh, stick together and when something like this happens. Uh, North Face, uh, they defended the decision at the time because it said the company was not consistent with its brand standards. All right, fine. But Mr. Wright and his campaign have pointed out that the eco-friendly company currently relies on oil and gas companies in order to produce their products. One billboard says, the North Face puffer looks great on you, and it was made from fossil fuels. One billboard from the campaign says, fossil fuels can create petrochemicals to produce synthetic materials that are used in what they sell, boots and backpacks. The California-based company has previously announced it tends to provide 100% responsibly sourced apparel fabrics by 2025. Yeah, I, I have never, I've always wondered about that when they say, yeah, we're in, in five years we are going to be 100% free of fossil fuel influence. Well, I mean, if you're so uh, serious about it, what, what's the holdup? Why, do why does it take so long? I would like a little bit more information as to why that is. And if you're going to go ahead and, and, and you know, screw this company or, or cut ties with them, and then this, this information gets out, uh, you, you probably shouldn't be basing some of the stuff that you sell for profit on fucking fossil fuel. It's a little weird. Uh, the Independent, this is a UK publication, contacted the North Face for a comment. Mr. Wright told Fox News that the goal of the campaign was to spark a conversation about fossil fuels and their role with the U.S. economy as well as climate change. Scientists have attributed, of course, the burning of fossil fuels as one major industry that's exacerbated the climate crisis. But Mr. Wright sees the role of the fossil fuel industry differently. North Face might realize that their, quote, oil and gas is evil stance is kind of silly because my whole lifestyle depends on it and all the products I enjoy in the outdoors are made out of it. It's hard to argue with that. So I'm not even sure who's petty here. Well, I mean, I, I get them having that ad campaign. I get also why North Face doesn't want you know, to depend on fossil fuels for their shit. But I think out of all the faux pas in the story, the North Face, they're the ones who look like shit because of the uh, hypocritical bullshit uh, of making their products out of fossil fuel. But at the same time, yeah, we are not going to associate ourselves with the fossil fuel industry. We're green, green, green. My God. So I don't know. Could be a uh, ass, asshole of the day nominee for either one of those. And that is what we're going to do in just a second. Your asshole of the day nominations. Who's it going to be of what I've talked about? Could be the Zaniacs for talking about my big giant bulge. Uh, it could be the uh, tax idiot preparing the taxes for the lady and then the lady going back to that guy after he already tried to grift her once. It could be the U.S. government for all the loopholes for the tax uh, for the taxes on the super wealthy. It could it be organized crime? 
We heard about the app that the U.S. built, the FBI built, in order to bust them. I don't know if they're the assholes of the day. It was a great, great plan, though, by... Uh, could it be me for being the uh, all of the things that were talked about in Dear Meathead? How about the guy who won the lottery and then ripped off the gas pump? I don't know about that. Or the North Face or the oil industry. Those are your nominees for asshole of the day. While I sit here, I've got a number of signs behind me. If you want to promote your business on the podcast, do reach out. Eric at ericzaneshow.com. I'll tell you how it works. It's easy. And it uh, doesn't cost you anything if you want information. Eric at ericzaneshow.com. I'd love to hear from you. We can talk about it. Cornhole America. Hang on. Excuse me. Online at cornholeamerica.com. Have a set of boards fabricated and sent your way custom to any spot in the USA. Just reach out to them, cornholeamerica.com, and you can do just that. You upload the image that you want put on there. They put it on the set of cornhole boards, and off you go. You got a wedding coming up outdoors. You want to have cornhole boards, whatever. Uh, you can have the wedding uh, uh, boards made with the initials of the of the newlyweds, maybe their pictures, something they'll have forever. It makes a great gift. Cornholeamerica.com. Okay, you can get my logo and my image on a set of cornhole boards. Just search Eric Zane Show when you get to their website. Buy a set of cornhole boards for Dad for Father's Day. If you're thinking about coming up with a uh, clever way to raise money for whatever sick kid in your community or whatever it may be at all that you're doing a fundraiser for, think about Cornhole America. You could host your own cornhole tournament. They will tell you how to do it. All the information is at cornholeamerica.com. Loving my friends at the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505, NMLS number 3035. You can get a mortgage damn near 2.5% right now. Now, this is not going to last forever. The rates are going to go up uh, in the foreseeable future. But if you get after this now, you can get a very, very low rate, especially if you convert to a 15-year fixed. Okay, you're in a 30 right now. You can drop about a point. 1.3 points, maybe a point and a half on what you're paying for the house if you can if you convert to a 15-year. If you can swing a few hundred dollars more a month, think about it. Pay that home off in record time. Reach out to Mario today, 231-332-6505. If you're in the market for a home and you've never done this before, low credit, no credit, bad credit, whatever, he can help you navigate that. Not everybody can get a loan, and some of you are going to get into loans that are kind of like dog loans, you know, maybe not even near 2.5%. But you'll be paying on something that's yours. And after you pay on it for a couple of months, a couple of months, a couple of years, on time, you're showing that you have have the ability to, to meet the needs of the loan and fund it. You can then get in a better loan. Reach out to Mario at 231-332-6505. We are two months away, roughly, from our next paintball event at TC Paintball. Uh, book a party at TC Paintball. It's awesome, man. You will have so much fun. Uh, if it's uh, team building in the workplace, maybe some somebody's birthday, bachelor party, bachelorette party, think about TC Paintball. You'll be hosted by the staff there. There's refs on the field. No, It's not just you running around shooting shit. It's a hosted slot of time. Book your party, tcpaintballgr.com. Ask about the Little League for the kids. It's on Wednesdays. Today is Little League Day. Just walk in. More info at tcpaintballgr.com. The Little League uses the uh, guns that have less velocity when you fire. 
Okay, so that's it doesn't hurt at all. They'll get the experience of playing paintball. They get the kids off the couch, off the video games. It's like they're playing in a real life video game. Get the kids playing paintball. They will love this. TCPaintballGR.com. All right. Tio says, asshole of the day could be easy. How about the guy with the sheep keeping meathead from kissing more? U.S. government should always be assholes of the day. Who's it going to be? The asshole of the day brought to you by T.C. Paintball. Online at TCPaintballGR.com. And, of course, J.M. Synthetics. Thank you to them. That story sickened me about all those rich bastards not paying tax. And they did nothing wrong. No laws were broken. U.S. government has to be. That is absolutely despicable what happened. Your asshole of the day, the U.S. government, congratulations, you have earned it. All right, this show's in the books. Patreon bonus podcast happens at 11 a.m. my time, Eastern time. I'll feature Stevie's uh, cameo as Jessica. Sign up, patreon.com slash Eric Zay. Chris says, asshole of the day could have been tax prep guy with honorable mention to the idiot that went back to the dude after getting ripped off the first time. I'll see you on Patreon, folks. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye-bye.